We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Knicks Nation, CP the Franchise here. You know, a lot of you guys DM me and, and let me know how much Knicks Fan TV means to you, how much it's gotten you through a tough time, especially during the pandemic. Some of you even DM me and said that you, you were depressed, you were going through a lot of anxiety, and the show really helped you get through a, a tough spot in your life. And so, regardless of if, if you've been clinically diagnosed with depression or anxiety, or you're just somebody who's just looking to get your life back on the right track, therapy can really give you the tools to approach your life in a different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more accessible and more affordable. And that's very important because in today's day and age, it's very difficult to find a therapy that you like in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online. It's remote, and by filling out a simple questionnaire and a couple of questions, BetterHelp can match you with a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. Try it out using the link below. That's BetterHelp.com slash TV, and they will give you $10 off your first month. And because finding a therapist is a little bit like dating, sometimes it can be hard, and sometimes you pick one that you don't like, have no fear because with BetterHelp, you can switch and find the therapist that works best for you without stressing about insurance or who's in your network or anything like that. And as I said before, it doesn't mean that you've got something wrong with you. It just means that you could be looking to get your life back on track. I've taken therapy before and it's helped me in droves in terms of getting my life in order and, and getting back on the right track. So I highly recommend it. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the video description or just go to betterhelp.com slash KnicksFanTV for $10 off your first month. The franchise on the fan. Back at it with you guys, 10 p.m. hour. Joining me right now, he's a legend, a broadcasting legend in these parts. A former WFAN, well, not former, but WFAN alumni. Also, used to be a host on MSG, a number of networks in this area. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Bill Daughtry on the other line. Bill, how you doing today? Good to hear from you. CP, how you doing, man? It's good to be back. Um, I was just sitting here thinking... It's been about 27 years since I've been on this radio station. <laughs> That's a long time. 
Man, that it, that's that is a long time, Bill. You know what? You know, you and I had had a, a fantastic conversation last year in, in talking about these Knicks. And the way things are going around this place, I said I got to pay homage to the OGs because we're 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 losing our way here. And I said, no, I, I got to bring in the legend Bill Daughtry for this final segment, man. So thanks again for, for joining us. Definitely appreciate the time. Well, well uh, CP, I appreciate it. And the last time we talked, we were at a golf outing for the Dr. Richard Barnett Foundation. And as fate would have it, on Monday, they are having a fundraiser at the Glass House Tavern in New York City. And... Uh, I'll be involved in that. Uh, we'll have some real New York icons, as in Walt Clyde Frazier, Senator Bill Bradley, and Lawrence Taylor will all be there. We'll have a interesting panel discussion. I don't know if uh, tickets are still available, if it's sold out, but if it isn't, if you call the Glass House Tavern in New York City, they will be able to uh, give you more information. That's on Monday. That's day after tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. There you go, and, and shout-out to the Dr. Dick Barnett Foundation doing excellent work for at-risk youth. So uh, looking forward to that as well. And and on these Knicks, Bill, 4-4 uh, four and four on the campaign so far. What's been your early impressions of this team? Well, CP, I'm on record. I, I wasn't excited about the Knicks coming into this season because, to me, it's more of the same. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they had an outstanding year last year. 47 wins, they take out a, a a first round opponent and then go in the second round and lose a tough series to Miami. But I just don't see where this team has improved that much to really get excited about it. And I mean, you, you look at what has transpired in the East, uh, three notable transactions, of course, the Boston Celtics getting Kristaps Porzingis, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers ridding themselves of James Harden, who's up to a flying start yes. with the L.A. Clippers. And then uh, you look at what Milwaukee did acquiring Damian Lillard. Yeah, I get it. Dame is out right now. Uh, he missed a couple of games. And Milwaukee uh, got trounced today by Indiana. But again, that was without Damian Lillard, without being at full strength. And when I just look at, at, at what these other teams in the conference have done and, and how I feel about them and what the heck, if you want to get saucy with it, talk about what Phoenix did refortifying themselves, even though they're off to a slow start this year at four and five, but there just wasn't that. I, I, I'm sorry, but Dante wasn't enough to get me fired up and charged up and ready to go into the, into the, the 23, 24 season. Yeah, I, I think that's certainly a fair point, and especially with the teams that you named. I mean, you think about the teams that upgraded this year. I mean, the Boston Celtics, they were an Eastern Conference finalist, uh, two years removed from the NBA Finals, and they went in to go get Kristaps Porzingis and, and Drew Holiday. Look at the Miami Heat. I mean, even though they did not come up with Damian Lillard in those sweepstakes, I mean, this was a team that was just in the NBA Finals. Uh, look, hey, look at even Denver. You know, Denver, when they saw that the prospect of Bruce Brown leaving that team and, and being priced out of Denver, they went in, doubled down in the draft, got some extra draft picks, and used that to draft some depth pieces 
that can help them maintain their contender window. So what you saw was that a, a lot of the, the true contenders in the NBA, Phoenix as well, nobody standing pat, nobody resting on their laurels, everybody going to get better. I think the challenge this is for the Knicks is, you know, who is going to be that guy that they sh- could go after or that they should go after that's really going to have a sizable impact like the guys that these other teams are going out to get. That that seems to be the consensus. You heard Charles Barkley on uh, TNT a couple of nights ago. He says, we know how this is going to end. <laughs> We've seen this movie before. We know how this is going to end. And now you, you go online, you go to various social media sites, X in particular, people are starting to talk about, okay, the, the same thing. Who is that addition going to this Knicks team over the top. Is it going to be a big, which is where I think they need to go? Is it going to be a, 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 a wing player? I, you know, I, I, I can't begin to tell you where they go, who this mystery person will ultimately turn out to be. But I just look at what the Philadelphia 76ers have done since James Harden. Tyrese Maxey has stepped in and been everything they wanted him to be and more off to a 7-1 and one start, leading the Eastern Conference. And everybody thought Boston and Milwaukee were going to be the big dogs, and they ultimately might be that. But in terms of starts, Philadelphia off to a, a, a glittering start yeah. under circumstances that uh, nobody thought was possible. Now, to be fair about the New York Knicks, 4-4 four and four is where they started last year. Yeah. The worst they were last year, they were three games under 500 at 10 and 13. Then they caught fire in December, and that kind of set the tone for where they were going the rest of the way, and a lot of that had to do with the acquisition of Hart. I don't know if there's going to be that kind of acquisition this year, but I'm pretty sure that if there is not, well, the Knicks, uh, I, I don't think the Knicks are going to be anything to write home to mom about. And, and as you mentioned, the wing potential acquisition right now their their one true wing uh, is playing well and that is rj barrett man 22 points per game right now for rj barrett shooting a 47 percent from downtown on five attempts 5.7 attempts free throw percentages has improved so far 87 percent from the free throw line well, what's your been your impressions of rj barrett uh out the gate through these eight games I was a little nervous when he had to miss a couple of games with a sore knee, but he has been what the Knicks have needed. He has improved his three-point shooting. He's a more reliable three-point shooter. He's always been able to get to the basket and lay anybody in this league up. I've always thought that R.J. Barrett was a, a mismatch waiting to happen for the New York Knicks at the one, the two, or the three. But now he has settled into that wing position. He is that small forward for the New York Knicks now. And he's been one of the things to shout about this year. I'm I'm starting to wonder at what point does Tom Thibodeau actually decide to pull Quentin Grimes out of the starting lineup and put quickly in to start at point because what's that going to what what that's going to do? I think is get other people involved on offense and make the offense less of a one-trick pony with Jalen Brunson. I mean, outstanding, 45 points and all that, but we know that's not a winning formula for this team going forward. Yeah, the, the Grimes situation is certainly interesting because it, while he is 
arguably the best perimeter defender on the team. Uh, his, his offense is just not there yet. Seems to be very gun-shy, a little bit tentative, always plays rushed, especially on the offensive end in, in, in his decision-making. I want to see Grimes be able to slow that down now in so year CP, three and come into his own. Let me ask you a question. Okay, for Grimes to get more shots and to be more involved on the offense in that first unit, you got the three bully ball left-handers. Who's giving yeah. up the ball for Quentin Grimes? That, that's the toughest thing because you have those guys, three high-usage players, and, you know, even though RJ's playmaking is coming around, you still need a little bit more, and that's going to be the issue in terms of Grimes is how is he going to get his touches. I do think, though, that quickly running that second unit is really vital. To, to be that engine for that second unit. I love the way they're looking now with you have Quickly, you have DiVincenzo, Hart, R.J. Barrett, and then Isaiah Hartenstein. So you've got five, all five guys who can rebound the ball well, five guys who can initiate the break, and that can play make for each other. And then when you have DiVincenzo, you have Quickly as well, that can play all, in off-ball scenarios and, and get you some threes. And So I think that's the tricky part with trying to elevate quickly to the starting role is that you kind of take a little bit of that spark out of your bench. But what Tibbs is showing you is that between quickly and DiVincenzo, he's good to close with those guys. And so even though Grimes is getting those starter minutes, he's not guaranteed to close. Uh, Thibodeau's leaning towards quickly for those moments, and, and I think DiVincenzo is going to get some minutes there as well. So how sustainable is it to live off of the second unit in the NBA, especially – when you get to playoff time, when those first unit minutes get expanded, because you make great points about the second unit. And by the way, they also out rebound the first unit by a, 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 a big number. But again, how sustainable is it living off your second unit as Tom Thibodeau is prone to do as he's doing right now and necessarily going? Yeah, it's a fair question, and you certainly don't want to lean on them. I like how the second unit offers a change of pace to what the starters can bring. And another tricky thing with Quickly, I just don't know if they're going to go there. Will they start him given the contract impasse that these two parties are at in terms of his extension? Because now you insert him into the starting role, he's going to want that starter money that he's been after. Uh, he's, he he wants starter money now, and, yeah. and that was created by the heart contract. Right. You give a guy that uh, you can put whatever value you want on heart, but at the end of the day, he's a role player who scores about seven, eight points a game. He's a reliable rebounder. He's a dogged rebounder. He, he reminds me of, of, of a player the Milwaukee Bucks had uh, a couple of generations ago, Greg Smith who was 6'4", 6'5", and was one of the best power power forwards in the NBA playing on a championship team, although he was a better shooter than Josh Hart. But still in all, he's that kind of player. But now you've kind of skewed things by giving him this $80 million contract, and here you have quickly who arguably plays a more important role yeah. on this basketball team. So – what do you ultimately pay him? But I think at some point, you got to put this pacing on the side. You've already put it on the side. You are what you are. What is it going to take for you to win? And I think one of those elements for the Knicks to, to move into another dimension or move to another level is to have him in that starting lineup. 
Once again, we're talking to the legend Bill Daughtry, CP the Franchise here on WFAN, 101.9 FM, 660 AM, and on the Odyssey app. And, Bill, you mentioned big man earlier as a potential position of need for the Knicks. But, but right now, uh, their big man is kind of leading the way on both ends of the floor, and that, that is Mitchell Robinson. Well, what's been your thoughts on, on Mitch so far through these eight games? I mean, again, I, I feel the same about Mitchell Robinson as I've always felt. When he's on the floor, it's five on four. And a lot of that has, has to do with the fact that the Knicks do not look for him on offense. Mitchell Robinson, rim protector, I get it. Defender, I get it. Unless he has to go out to the top of the key and pick up somebody, then his defense just totally disappears. And he's a great rebounder. He's a great offensive rebounder. Gets his points off of putbacks. But I maintain for this team to go to the next level, they need more out of that position. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky fit. I still think Mitch brings more – there's more positives to what he brings for this team than negatives. And then especially at the way in which they shoot the ball because they're not an efficient team. And so his ability to, to offensive rebound that ball – I mean, he's got 50 offensive rebounds right now. That's more than some teams in the league right now, Bill. So I think his ability to get this team second-chance opportunities – that's part of what allowed this team to be the number three offense in the league last year. And I think that's what's saving them this year while their offense tries to, to, to catch up to where the defense is right now. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
I mean, the defense without question is, is among the best in the National Basketball Association. I think points allowed, the Knicks are fifth in the league, but then you flip the script and, and look at their point differential, which is about four points a game, and look at where their offense is 29th overall. And, and I think it goes back to what Julius Randle said earlier this year. Nothing is easy on offense, and he wasn't just talking about himself. Yes. And, and again, as you get deeper into the season, deeper into the postseason, as there's more at stake, as the rounds go higher and higher, guys ain't missing shots. Shooters start to do what shooters do and make a difference in the league. The, the offensive rebound stats, they're gaudy, they're great. But again, as you get deeper in the season – as you get to playoff time, guys ain't missing shots as much as they were before because now there are fewer shots and there are more reliable shots being taken. So that, that offensive rebound margin that you have, it's still there, but it shrinks just a little bit more. And you have to make up for that in other ways, particularly in how you score the basketball, particularly in finding some easy offense every now and then, which is something that eludes this basketball team. And and you hit the nail on the head there, and that's why I've always questioned whether or not the offense that we saw during the regular season, especially last year, if that was sustainable in the playoffs because so many things broke right. I mean, you're even seeing seeing it now in their inability to protect the ball uh, they're much more turnover-prone than they were last year. I thought that was a big plus to their offense. But especially in the playoffs, you know, we, we talk about the offensive rebounding. If you have other teams that are just going to stack the box around Mitchell Robinson and, and just gang rebound, limiting him on the on the other side, on the offensive side, they've got to figure out ways to be able to shoot and score the ball efficiently. And that's where Julius Randle comes into play because his name has come under fire, under scrutiny, since this season has started. Since he's been here. Well, yes, 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 absolutely. Absolutely since he's been here. But I'm just saying specifically this week, right? I mean, this week it's, you know, the ankle injury is now the reason for his slow start. He's out of rhythm, so on and so forth. I mean, what is it with Julius Randle this year, man? What's your take on it? Uh, To me, he's the same player. He is the same player, and this is no indictment of Julius, but he is what he is. He's a guy who works hard. He's a guy who can come up big for you in certain spots, but he's also a guy who has this bad habit of disappearing when the games mean the most. He's always dribbling into the defense, always finding a way to dribble into the double team. I'm watching this Golden State-Cleveland game. Draymond Green just got ejected and Cleveland is putting a dent in Golden State in Golden State. Oh, but back to back to Julius Randle, uh, he is what he is. He, you know, now he, here's here's where people are going to say, "Oh, he's crazy." I was talking about a trade before the season started. Listen to this trade, where the Knicks would have traded with Phoenix, where the Knicks would have gotten DeAndre Ayton. They would have given up Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle. And they would have given up a couple of those draft picks. Now, what would this have done for the New York Knicks? Well, everybody, Ayton is soft. Ayton is this. Ayton is that. Ayton needed to change the scene. 
and he's starting to pick up his game in Portland now. He's averaging a double-double. It's early on in the season. Is Portland going to win a championship? Is Portland going to contend? I doubt it. But here on the Knicks, they would have had a viable player at the five, somebody that would have commanded attention on the offensive end, opened the floor up for some of their distant shooters, made some easier offense for them, and also a, a solid pick-and-roll player that Aiton is. In Phoenix, he was no longer useful. They were waving him off in the playoffs. No, nah, we don't need you to set that big. Get out of here. We're going to go one-on-one, talking about uh, uh, a KD, Booker, and, and even to a lesser degree, Chris Paul. They had moved away from him. He's also a decent player at the defensive end. I, is he the offensive rebounder that Mitchell Robinson is? No. But he's a much better offensive player, and you would have given balance, in my opinion, to the Nick offense. This is something that they don't have now. They have three bully ball left-handers. And that, that's not a lot for, for opposing teams to figure out. It really isn't. And like I said, when you get into the, the, the smaller window of playoffs and postseason play, you've got to be more diverse. You've got to present more of a threat. You have to have somebody that you've got to prepare for and then somebody else after they prepare for that somebody. Am I making sense to you here? Yeah, for sure. For, for sure, absolutely, man. Once again, we're talking to the legend Bill Daughtry, CP the Franchise here on WFAN, uh, 101.9 FM and 660 AM, also available on the Odyssey app. Uh, Bill, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment in the NBA, early early stretch, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment in your opinion? Uh, Orlando uh, is starting to make some noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Orlando is starting to make some noise, especially with the, today's win over Milwaukee. And as I said, Philadelphia, nobody thought that they would get out of the gate winning seven of eight with the Harden situation. And then after they trade Harden away, now you got Tyrese Maxey, who was a perfect fit at the point with Joel Embiid to run pick and roll and give nightmares and headaches to opposing defenses. Yeah, I, I got to go Philly there. Uh, Max, he's, uh, he's, he's here. You know, the, he, he is what they, they're hoping to get once they got Harden out of here. The the two-man game between he and Embiid is, is becoming pretty electric, and, and now they're at the top of the East. I love the depth pieces that they picked up in the Harden trade. Yeah. Uh, getting Batum, you know, a plug-and-play glue guy, multiple yes. divi- positional defender, guy that can knock down the three, a, a great veteran. You brought some they got toughness. Covington back off. You got Covington. You got Marcus Morris. So you got some toughness there with this team. And and how about the re- the the revelation with with the Kelly Oubre? Twenty points per game you're getting out of Oubre, and so maybe he's showing that you know situation matters. And and now he's with a team that's a no nonsense team. He's got a championship pedigree coach and a team with championship aspirations. Kelly Oubre is giving him a big lift. So I think Philadelphia is definitely up there as, as one of my surprises for sure. Systems and 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 opportunities, systems and opportunities to me provide the biggest advantage in the NBA for guys that are struggling. They need to get a change of scene. They need to get into a system that works for them. Kelly Oubre is just that kind of player. Uh, Houston also uh, – uh, a bit of a surprise, and Oklahoma City off to a good start, just five and four. But I think both of those young teams—they're going to be interesting to watch because let's see how they develop 
as the season goes on for both of them. Uh, Houston and Oklahoma City, both very entertaining yeah. teams in the West. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, I can't say they're a disappointment yeah. because I, I don't think they know what they are yet. Exactly. But the Nets, they, they've got a problem similar to the Knicks. They don't have a, a, a lot of variety. There's a lot of sameness in their offensive players. And they don't have a big that you really have to respect on the offensive end. And I think that makes a ton of difference. You look at the teams that are, that are at the top of the division, it, it, Philadelphia, Boston, even Indiana, early season surprise that they are running up and down the floor. I think defense is going to catch up to them as the season goes on. Yep. But you look at those three teams, all of them have a big. You look at Denver, you look at Minnesota. I, they have bigs that people have to contend with. I mean, Dallas is Dallas, but I mean, really, they're up to a great start at seven and two. But as the season goes on, it's going to be Luca. It's going to be Kyrie. We know what they both do. Everybody else knows what they both do. And come playoff time, what they do is not what wins. There you go, man. Well, Bill, I definitely appreciate all the time. Always appreciate our conversation. Super insightful. Uh, once again, let the people know about the, uh, the the Barnett Foundation event that you will be at on Monday. And again, thanks for the time, man. Oh, yeah. That's going to be at the uh, Glass House Tavern on Monday, November 13th. It's a, a great luncheon. Uh, Lawrence Taylor. Bill Bradley and Walt Clyde Frazier are all scheduled to be there. We'll have a great panel discussion. Uh, there'll be silent auctions and all kinds of marvelous things like that to raise money for the, uh, for the Barnett Foundation, which uh, is an excellent vehicle for serving our underserved kids here in the New York metropolitan area. Absolutely. Well, Bill, tremendous job there, and thanks again for the time. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and uh, take care. CP, anytime, brother. Thank you. Go Knicks. Go Knicks. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.